brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Mother the Mother podcast. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. As always, it is a blessing and joy to be with you. So we are entering eclipse season. We are in it. The first one we just had April 30th which is a solar eclipse in Taurus. The second one this month is going to be May 15th and will be a total lunar eclipse in Scorpio on the south node of the moon. So when you hear this, we will be on the other side of both eclipses. As I'm recording, it is May 2nd. So we are in the beginning of the eclipse season. And I have to say, I've already been feeling it a lot. Um, Have you? What's been going on in your world? Eclipses bring so much, don't they? They bring an opportunity to really look within. They have been revered and also feared throughout time started. They're a place and time to really witness changes. You know, there's that saying, expect the unexpected, and that is what often happens during eclipse season. And if you do work on a manifestation process that revolves around the moons or lightly revolves around the moons or attunes to the moons, the advice is during the eclipses to let all that go. You've made your intentions possibly on the new moons. You've released what you're willing to release on the full moons, writing that energy, and then with the eclipses... It's really just to let all those wishes and prayers do what they need to do. We we give it up to the world to really attune to the greater vision, right, of the universe and get out of our own way and trying to micromanage or control our manifestations. So solar eclipses happen when the sun is partially or totally covered by the shadow of the moon. And... The sun rules our vitality, our energy. It is what makes life on earth possible. On a solar eclipse, its rays are prevented from reaching us. The ancients considered it an unfortunate event. Superstition aside, solar eclipses are huge opportunities for reinvention and renewal. They represent an invitation to turn inwards and find the light within ourselves. This may be a time to focus on being rather than doing, to allow ourselves to sit in darkness in a space of void, and let creativity emerge out of chaos. I love that. This is all from Moon Omens information. Solar eclipses are supercharged new moons. They mark potent new beginnings and pivotal shifts in the course of our lives and have the potential to begin a cycle that is completely different from what we have experienced before. 
And we're just had a solar eclipse, Taurus. So this sign is connected with our survival instinct and our capacity to generate conditions of stability and security that allow life to blossom and flourish. So that's just like a very brief couple sentences on the eclipses. I, I recommend delving deeper via skilled astrologers. Um, I love Danny Beinstein. You can find her on Instagram. She also was the fifth episode on my podcast. We're friends and she always gives great intel. Um, I also like Shawnee Nicholas and Moon Omens on Instagram. Um, there's always so much learning. With the rebirth of my own metamorphosis, the rebirth of the new year, springtime, moving into summer, I wanted to update everyone on the way that I'm working with people, with my clients. I am focusing now more on healing, healing the inner world and the outer world of our own womanhood and motherhood journeys. As we walk this path, we all need different things at different times. So one client that is trying to conceive is on a much different part of her path as a newly postpartum mom. And if you are interested in working one-on-one together, please reach out for a discovery call where we can see where you are, where you're wanting to go, and how I can be of support. I have so much knowledge within the birth world, within the postpartum world. I'm a certified nutritionist, yoga teacher, meditation teacher, hypnosis facilitator, Reiki practitioner. So I really like to use all tools to help you move through the inner and outer aspects of your healing. Um, I now am also doing frequency work, which is like a fast-tracked tool to help you really gain a level of change in the quantum field. It's pretty astounding. So I'm now adding that into my work, which I'm so excited about. So the ways that we can work together is one-on-one healing sessions, even as a one-off or within a container, and we would discuss based on each person. And then I'm offering, continuing to offer my mom club, which is an incredible membership for women on the motherhood path. Whether you're wanting to conceive, walking through your pregnancy or newly postpartum, or have a toddler or a kid in grade school or even high school, you are welcome here. We ask questions, we share where we are, we share where we're going. And I offer my healing via that as well. It's a beautiful monthly membership. I also offer Sovereign Society, which is a sacred circle for sisters that are passionate about body autonomy and freedoms within us, how we are walking our path for ourselves and for our children. This is open to all women. You do not have to be a mom. You do not have to be a mother. This is for... Women that have gone through this past couple of years, this portal of time, feeling isolated, alone, judged, and this is a safe space to be and heal. And this is also a membership, so they're also supportive goodies and healing within the monthly membership. So please reach out. You can find all this information and more in the link tree in my bio on Instagram. And as always, I'm here for you. We are learning together. We are growing together. We are healing together. And we are thriving together. Sending so much love out to all of you. J-Ma. Just to give a brief update on where I am. So last Thursday, two days before the new moon and the solar eclipse, I 
celebrated or I felt the anniversary of the seventh year of my dad's passing. And, you know, anniversaries can be what you make them, you know, they don't have to be a big thing, but I like to take pause and allow myself. It kind of gives me permission to really feel into that because life is busy. I mean, I'm so full on. My days are packed that I don't always have time to process. You know, it's like I got to get my stuff done. I got to mother my daughters. I got to work. I got to get my stuff done. Be a wife, keep my house, cook, all of it. So it's like a nice pause to be in prayer for the day. I generally try to not schedule myself a lot on death days. And my dad, which I've shared before, his death was a really huge deal for me. I knew he was probably dying soon. We'd known for about two years. It was a long journey. There was so much healing. There was so much love. Uh, Jemima, my oldest, was very young, so I was traveling like every other month back to Tennessee, spending time with him, helping him through some of his healing, some of his protocols, and really just um, being with him. And his death, when it actually happened, I was not with him. I'd been with him the night before. And then he transitioned early in the morning. His nurse caregiver was there with him, holding his hand. And he was at home, you know, which was the biggest blessing. But the trauma of it was so massive. And for any of you listening, you might feel this if you've lost a parent. It is hard to describe unless you've gone through it. And I'm so grateful for all the women and people in my life that reached out, you know, even through social media, hundreds of people reaching out just saying, I know what this is like to lose a parent. And it's almost like, you know, there's certain rites of passage that we can't really describe unless you've been through it. And this was one of them for me. So I thank you all for supporting me and helping me through it. It felt as if a limb of my body had been cut off. It felt unfathomable. It felt like, how could I ever go on? And I couldn't eat for three days, I think. I could only drink like water and tea. I was just blasted. It was so preposterous to me that he was gone. And um, it feels like a lifetime ago already. And it also feels like a flash. But what's really heartbreaking is that he doesn't know my daughters, you know. He never even met Goldie Wolf. He knew Jemima till she was three and he would just be so in love with them and so proud of them. And, um, at the same time, I'm who I am now also because of his passing, right? It's like I, it changed me in such a momentous way that I wouldn't be the same if he was still alive. I mean, I would prefer if he was, but I'm just saying these impactful things, create a ripple effect that we don't even understand. You know, there are parts of it that I see and there are lots of parts I don't see. And yeah, so I was just sitting with that and feeling into it. And then the next day, I haven't spoken about this yet. When this episode comes out, I I probably will have shared about it. But I'm currently really sitting with a lot of grief. So I'm coming off my dad's memorial. The next day, I'm cooking lunch for my kids. We just had lunch and I hear this crazy loud noise. And what was happening is our beloved, magical tree in our backyard that took up the entire backyard, a beautiful coral tree. Those of you in Los Angeles probably know what I'm talking about. Those huge, 
blossoming trees of the orange blossoms. They're up and down San Vicente Boulevard. And it truly shaded our entire yard. And it was the most magical. People would come to my home and that's what they'd gravitate towards. I mean, she was our friend. She was our beloved. And she cracked open. She exploded and split and fell. And I heard it. I was screaming, witnessing a death, witnessing this friend dying. And I'm still really processing it. It is a huge lesson. There are many lessons I'm learning from it. My husband's also learning from it. We both have guilt and grief over what we could have done to prevent this. But the bottom line is it happened. It's happened and there's nothing to do about it. So what do we do with that? Process it. Be angry. Be sad. Cry. Talk about it. We've been sawing the limbs. We're saving them. We're making, I'll make seats, meditation seats, made lots of little toadstool seats, and it's still utterly heartbreaking. Our entire yard is completely now open to the canyon. I feel very exposed. It's changed how our house feels because our house is a little tree house on the canyon hill full of windows and light, and now with that huge shade tree gone, it, the house feels different. So I'm just really processing this death of a friend and that gut punch, you know, I wake up in the morning. And I'm like, Oh God, that's real. That's still real. And I look outside and she's still there taking up the whole hill of our yard. And the weird thing is I've almost posted this on Instagram a couple of times now is Over the past two to three weeks, there have been a lot of trees cut down or greatly trimmed in my neighborhood. And what I was wanting to share is how incredible trees are, how they make the street, they make the neighborhood. And I immediately gravitate towards the loss. Like I'm driving and I'm like, whoa, something's different. What is it? And it's the trees. And so I'd really been sitting with that every day when I'm taking my walks in my neighborhood, when I'm driving my kids to drop offs. You know, we would talk about it. We were talking about, oh my gosh, that tree. Wow. That, that this tree's changed this street. This, you know, this tree's changed that street. And we've been talking about it. And so now I'm like, was that a lead up to this or was it just total weird happenstance? I mean, I don't really believe in coincidences. And luckily my kids were not swinging on the swing at the time. That could have been totally a life and death situation. It did not damage our house. It literally, like the leaves and branches came literally right to the girl's bedroom. It didn't damage our neighbor's fence. It came right to the fence. It did damage our own backyard fence, but whatever. So anyway, I'm just sitting with grief and I was, I've been really sad and I haven't even been wanting to talk about it too much, but I felt called to bring it here because it's the truth of grief and grief is something I wanted to talk about today that it comes in all shapes and sizes. It comes in all forms. And when we grieve anything, our past grievances come forward, right? So thinking about my dad's death also brings up my beloved grandmother's deaths and my great-grandparents' deaths, you know, my brother's death. It brings up all of these different things to the forefront. And when we have unprocessed grief, which, you know, most of us do, of course it's going to come up and it can come up in weird ways. Um, grief is not linear. Grief is a process. It is a journey and it 
changes and transmutes and you might think you're over it. It's a couple years and then you have a big flare up and that's just the nature of grief because it shows us our connection to life, brings up our fears, it brings up our love, it brings up our dependencies, which is all human, right? That's all within the life of a human. And it also does show us our capacity to love is the amount that we grieve and can feel. So that is a blessing that we love people so much that we would grieve them. But I loved this tree so much that a tree moved me so much and my husband and my daughters that we're feeling this loss. And one thing I put a poll out on Instagram last week, when you hear this, it'll be maybe a month ago. Something that I I want to speak about, because that's the point of this podcast, is to speak about things that most people aren't speaking about. That's my entire intention, is just let's normalize what's really going on. And that started with postpartum, but then it keeps evolving. And, you know, as a doula, the way I was trained as a doula, as many of us were trained as doulas, is to be the neutral party, to show up, to support the woman, the family, the birthing mother in the experience of what she wants, to be neutral, to not bring our stuff to the realm, which, you know, let's just be really frank. Most of us that are attracted to the birth sphere, we are healing our own traumas like anything. Look at therapists. Therapists are some of the most effed up people I've ever met because they are healing, right? They were drawn to it to heal. And I mean, no offense if you're a therapist, no offense if you're a kid's therapist, but like there's a lot there. There's a lot to look at there. Same in the birth world. You see it. It's so clear, especially the newer doulas. They are almost like bouncing off the walls with wanting to help, but they're not healed themselves. And if any of you are listening that are newer doulas, like do your own inner work before you ever get into this, because you will not be able to hold the space. You will not. Same with postpartum doulas, especially if you have gone through your own births, which I think gives you so much great wisdom as a postpartum doula, as a birth doula, but then you really have to do the work to clear your trauma, clear your stuff so you aren't bringing that to the clients. And it's human nature to bring that and to be like, well, this is my experience, you know, and we do need to learn from each other and we don't want to bring our biased information. However, life is all about the paradoxes. So what I found and am finding continually is that we're all kind of in this PC neutrality, right? Like how often do we read about being neutral? We're striving to be neutral. What I'm finding is that's bullshit because neutral doesn't really get us anywhere. Maybe it's part of our journey. Maybe I needed to be neutral for a couple of years on things. But what I'm finding is that my community on Instagram, my community that listens here, my clients, they are looking at me. They are looking to me for wisdom, for information. And, you know, as my business is called Mother the Mother, it's helping you be the mother that you want to be or helping you be the woman you want to be without a full agenda. I want to help you support you, but only you can empower yourself. Only you know what kind of mother you want to be. Only you know what your journey's path is. So it gets complicated because I have all these people looking at me for answers and I'm saying, I don't know the answers. I don't know your soul contract with your baby. I don't know your karmic enmeshment or connection with your husband or wife. Like, I don't know. That's, that's out of my work scope, but I can help you find it. I can help you heal your past so you can hear yourself. 
so you can connect with your intuition. I can help that in a lot of ways. I'd like to introduce you to a brand that I'm working with called Bamboobies, which is your one-stop shop for postpartum boobs. They've got awesome nursing bras made out of eco-friendly bamboo rayon, that really soft bralette material. It has a little clip down so you can easily nurse out in public without having to pull your entire shirt up. I love these. They come in lots of cute colors. They also have these great washable, reusable nursing pads, which come in different absorbency levels, which I think is so smart. So depending on where you are in your day, knowing your milk flow, you might need different absorbency levels. And those are great because you can reuse them. They're not those throwaway ones that also don't feel good on your boobs. They have a great nipple balm, which is totally organic, meaning you don't have to wipe it off to feed baby. It's made of extra virgin olive oil, beeswax, shea butter, marshmallow root, and calendula flower. It's really light. I've been using it on my hands. I really like it. it feels good. This is just great to have. Nipple balm is a must for nursing mamas. Must, must, must. Have a couple. Throw them around different places in your house. Have one in the diaper bag. Have one in your purse. Keep one in your car. Never enough nipple balm. Then they also have a great all-purpose balm you can use on your skin, your hands, your boobs, your body, baby balm. Um, also great ingredients. And then they have a couple of really cool drink options. They have a lactation support, which they come in these cute little packets, really easy to keep in your purse, which can be added to nut milk, milk, water, smoothies. And it has a lot of fenugreek in it, which is one of the main galactagogues that we use to up milk production. So highly recommend that. And then they also have a morning sickness relief drink, which I really wish I'd had this with my first pregnancy when I was morning sick all day long, every day for seven months. This is ginger lemon, and you just add it right into water, and it looks so yummy. It tastes so good, so easy to use. So um, I highly recommend checking these products out if you are an expectant mama or looking for any postpartum gifts for women in your life that you love. Check these out. I have a code for you. It's capital M. TM, which stands for Mother the Mother, capital MTM, which gets you 25% off site-wide. So if you're looking to add your postpartum toolkit, check Bamboobies out. But what I'm finding is even though I want to comment with that energy, we are lacking elders, first of all, in our society. We are lacking elders. Yes, we have old people. Yes, we have our grandparents. Sometimes we're blessed to have our great-grandparents. We have our parents if we're lucky enough. What we're lacking is elders. And what I mean by elders, I mean the sage council in our communities, in our villages. We That's how we were for thousands of years. You had your elders that would like kick you back into spot, you know, like pull you by your ear if you're messing up. Would put us in our place in a loving and firm way. And we are lacking elders. What we have is a lot of generations of confused and disenfranchised people giving advice from a place of total ungroundedness, lack of innate wisdom, lots of confusion, lots of giving our power away. So it's very confusing. So for those of you listening, you know, that are changing their lineage, I send you so much love. You know, that's what we're here to do. That's who we are. That's why we're here now. And it's a lot because we're frustrated. We're having to reclaim, but a lot of times we don't even know what we're reclaiming because we didn't even ever see a glimpse of what is possible. So having said all that, I've gone through a major metamorphosis in the past two years. In Vedic astrology, I've gone through like a whole midlife awakening, which has ended this April. And so what's become very clear to me is 
I'm no longer wanting to be vanilla. I am no longer wanting to be the neutral party. I want to support you, my listeners, my clients, making your choices however you want to do. I'm not judging that. But what I'm saying is I'm going to be bringing my fierceness more. I'm going to be bringing my truth more because it doesn't feel good anymore to water myself down. It doesn't feel authentic to me. And of course, people take everything with a grain of salt. Take me with a grain of salt. But I'm going to be showing up in just a more truthful representation of who I am now. And I've changed. And I'm fierce. I'm strong. I'm way more capable of things than I ever thought possible. I'm creating a new paradigm for myself and my family. I'm going bigger. I'm stepping into the quantum. I'm taking leaps of faith. I've released the past me. I'm no longer interested in being in the past. So that's the energy I'm going to be bringing. And I hope it resonates. And I hope it is an invitation for you to also find that within yourself. And again, we're all on different paths. We're all in different parts of our path, rather. So if you're listening to this and you're 22, you're in a much different place than I am at 44. And right, you should be. And I think we also need to not want to jump ahead of where we are. Because when we do that, we actually slow down our progress, which is so counterintuitive. But if you can be exactly where you are on your life's journey right now, honor it, see it, witness it, don't try to change it, don't try to fix it, see it, do the work to heal it, and then on to the next. And it's laid out like that, right? Like we don't give birth to a teenager. We give birth to a baby because then we have all of that time to get them, to raise them, to raise ourselves, to have them raise us to those years. So I urge you not to try to skip ahead. It's a hard thing. I mean, I read, I read something yesterday I posted on Instagram. It's like the deepest medicine is to stay. And for a lot of us, that's very uncomfortable. A lot of us haven't ever really done that, right? Like we have pain. We run away from the pain. We give it a pill. We give it medicine. We use drugs or alcohol. We use sex. We use Netflix. We use porn. We use shopping. We use work. Workaholism. Workaholic. It's a big one. We don't stay. We don't stay with ourselves. So how can you stay with yourself exactly where you are today? How can you love her? How can you be your best ally? Because when we stay, then we have that trust like, oh, okay, this is okay. It's okay to feel what I feel right now. And I really wish I'd known that when I was 22. So I'm telling you now. (laughs) And it's not from an ego place. I don't know better than anyone I'm the first to say that. I don't know anyone's best better than them and God or spirit or universe, whatever you believe. I have no idea. What I do know is things that work, that I see work, that have worked with myself, that have worked with hundreds of women that I know and love, my clients. And within that, there's a million different things that work and we're all trying to figure it out. And that's what's so beautiful about this eclipse season too is endings and beginnings. So with this ending of the tree, it has already brought so many life lessons moving forward that I won't even go into, but where in the depths of sorrow, in the grieving, in the sadness, where are the lessons that serve us? And it comes back to that saying, life is happening for us, not to us. Where can we glean the lessons so we don't have to repeat it again? And sometimes these sad things could be protecting us too, you know? And then you get into this thing, well, nothing's really good or bad then. Because I do feel like all day, every day, there are miracles happening to us, whether we're witnessing them, seeing them or not. 
That's why prayer for me is so important. My guides, my angels, God, the Buddhahood within me. All day I pray, throughout the day. How many missed chances of pain, of carnage, of wreckage do we escape each and every day? It's a miracle. It's a miracle we're still alive today. And that's also something I wanted to dovetail into this conversation. So I took this poll on Instagram, circling back now, of those of you or people that you know and love that either had the Rona and or the jab that experienced pretty severe depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, etc. after your experience. And this is not being talked about. I mean, as we know, you know, the mainstream news is not covering a lot of the reality. I won't get into all that now, but if you're listening to this, you know. So I want to talk about it because I want to talk about the things that aren't being talked about. And I won't name names, but let's just say a beloved friend now, but she's a spiritual mentor to me. She called me last week and she said, McLean, I'm telling you this because I want you to speak about it. And I was feeling suicidal thoughts through her sickness. She's like, I've never felt that before. Something's going on. Something's going on with this. There is a spiritual warfare. There's a darkness. This is breaking hearts. That's what this is doing. It's breaking hearts. And I had seen that within a couple of my very close friends that got sick before me. And a lot of light workers, I will say, the, the sensitive light workers, those of us that are super healthy generally, some of us got hit the hardest, which again is a lot to look at there in the emotional realm. Friends that never ever feel depressive or dark thoughts were having weeks of it, like total dark nights of the soul. So when I took that survey and I was trying to make it as anonymous as possible, which is kind of hard when you do the polls, but I worded it, if it's you or someone else close, you know, that you know enough, you know, their like mental health history. It was a lot of you. It was a lot of people saying, yeah, that happened to me. It was during sickness and it was weeks after. Some of them were even months after. I also have a friend that I think I shared earlier this year who took her life. She had had both the sickness and the jab. And I don't know the details of her mental health history, but it was very shocking and tragic. And it's happening a lot. It's happening with tons of kids, 11, 12, 13 year old, happening in tons of teenagers. The suicide rates are up like 400% the last I, I looked in California. And yes, we have the lockdowns. Yes, we have the disenfranchised. Yes, we have the energetic suffering. You know, when people were locked in their homes for days, the, you know, the sexual abuse of children skyrocketed. Sexual abuse, domestic abuse skyrocketed. And that's where we have our leaders to blame for a lot of that. And that's, again, something that's not being talked about. And how these men in power and a handful of women here in California sleep at night is beyond me. Because in my mind, they have a lot of blood on their hands. That's another story. But I just wanted to share this because it's real and it's happening. If it's happening to this many people that I know in my circle who are very capable, healthy, and all the ways people that do a lot of inner work, then it's happening in masses in the mainstream. It must be. It is. I think a lot of it's being hidden. So my point in sharing this is if you are feeling this, if you have gone through this, if you have felt this, please know you're not alone, first of all. Know that there is help for you. Please reach out to beloved people in your circle, your family, community. Please know there's help, there's support, 
And millions of people are going through this. You are definitely not alone. And tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another opportunity for healing. When I was sick, I had one day of it, but I knew that was part of this because my friends had shared with me. So I was like, oh gosh, okay, I can just get through this day. Tomorrow's going to be better. And thank God I was so lucky the next day I emotionally didn't feel that darkness. But depending, you know, I mean, there's so many theories about what's really happening right now, probably hundreds that all sound very credible and right on. But there's an aspect of this that I have heard from numerous very intuitive resources that there's an energy of this of breaking our hearts because look at the amount of souls that are exiting. So we have to hold on to our strength. We have to cultivate our strength. How do we do that? We do the processes that support us, the practices, meditation, yoga, nourishing yourself, eating well, drinking water, not watching fear-based things, turning off the news. I mean, we kind of know by now mainstream news is a joke, right? Like it's all such deep programming and hiding a lot of information that we need to know as consumers. We need to know. Rest, sleep, saying no, doing less. With eclipses too, at the end. So releasing relationships, releasing commitments. You hate your job? Let's help you find a new job, a new career. Go bigger with your dreams. Step into the quantum. Trust that it's all working out in your favor. The biggest radical thing you can do right now is rebel against fear and the fear mongering. To actually love your life, to love your family, love your kids, love taking a walk outside, love breathing fresh air, deep breathing, sun on your skin. To live from that energy is radical right now. We need more of that. And please reach out to me. Please reach out to your beloveds because you're not alone. And I know when people are in that headspace, you can't. I mean, it's very hard to reach out, but try because you're worth it and you deserve to be supported. And again, through this time, through this portal, how has this been an opportunity for expansion and growth for you? How has the old parts of yourself that have died been the biggest blessing? How can you reframe the losses? Doesn't mean don't feel them, but how are they actually helping you get to your next level, the next great chapter of your life? And if we can hold on to that, if we can harness that, the love of life, the expansion, the journey, this great adventure, this wild unknown that we're all living through right now, that's when we can stay strong, be high vibe, and actually create the future that we want. Fight for it. We have the energy to stand up and use our voice. Release our throat chakra. Stand in your power. Stand in your sovereignty. So I will leave you with that, and I will record a part two of this episode towards the end of the month after the second eclipse, and we will check in. (laughs) Sending you big, big love today and all days. Jema. Most of you probably know by now the products that I use and love, but for reference, you can always go to the show notes to find the discount links and codes for all of those. The Healy is the frequency device that I'm using that has literally changed my life within a month using it. If you want to schedule a call to discuss that, uh, there's a link for that. And there's also a link to the website. And if you have any questions about that, please reach out. I'm happy to chat about it. DM me on Instagram at Mother the Mother. I have Organifi products discounted. I love personally the green juice and the red juice for myself and my kids. This is Needed is a great company here in Los Angeles for prenatal and postpartum supplements. It's a woman-owned and run company, 
and I really love their products. I love their collagen and I love their prenatals, which you can take prenatally and postpartum. I have a code for that. See in the Moon is my all-time favorite body scrub. It smells so good you want to eat it, as does the body scrub. I use the oil on my full body, sometimes my face. My hair, I love to use it on my hair ends, the split ends, and I use it on my kids' skin too, and they love it. It's light, and it absorbs so quickly, and it smells like summer. It's so yummy. It's made here in Malibu by my good friend Carson Meyer, also a birth doula. And then Bambooies is a newer product that I am loving. They have tons of products, actually. Um, This is great for you new mamas or expectant mamas that are planning your postpartum time, or if you are already in your postpartum time, they've got great bras, um, great nipple balm, great teas to promote lactation that are super easy to use and hydrating. They have a ton of products, so there's a link for that as well. So please check out if you're wanting to add any of these to your lifestyle, and I'm also happy to chat about them. Sending you love, J-Ma. Hi, everyone. I'm back. And as I record today, it's May 17th, so we are on the other side of the lunar eclipse. And I don't know about you, but it's been an intense but. And we have... How many more days do we have? We have until the 31st. So we're just a little over halfway or we're halfway to the end of the month. So I'm sure there will be some more downloads, transmutations, transmissions, transitions, possibly more death and rebirth coming our way. My overall advice to you is be gentle. Have grace with yourself, compassion with yourself and others. If you can hold off on any major life-changing decisions, just let kind of all the information settle in your nervous system. And I personally always like to have options and I'm very organized and I do due diligence and research. And I, I have like a lot of different plates spinning at all times because options make me feel really expansive and really safe as well. So have your options, have your ideas, have your information, and then maybe just kind of take a beat and um, let let yourself mull it over. And then in June, when the energy changes, Mercury, I think, leaves the retrograde June 3rd, then um, might be a good time to move forward with different work things, career, location, destination, all of that. So I've continued to have an intense month. I'll just do a really quick wrap. The tree debacle, the tree situation of losing our beloved tree did end on a beautiful note. My husband ended up cutting up most of the tree himself with a chainsaw and chipping it. And so it's layered into our yard. I helped him some with that as well. And um, then we had a beautiful group of guys that have worked with our neighbors for over 30 years in their trees came and helped and Paco's son name is Angel and it really did feel like they were our tree angels our tree doulas and there was so much wood our entire backyard was piled with wood when they came and then they had two big sections to cut down one that was still elevated high in the air and the other branches that had fallen over our neighbor's fence and needed to be cut away um, and removed with someone that really knew how to deal with trees And so they did that and they carted all of the wood away and it was a huge truck filled with wood and it was very moving and still sad. Um, 
but you know, we'd had the week and a half to process it and to work with it and to be around it and, um, kept some of the wood and then they just did a beautiful job and they cleaned up our yard and it felt so expansive. And what was, you know, two and a half weeks ago, so exposing to me now it actually feels really expansive. And yes, if I was given the choice, I would have our tree back for sure. And also our yard feels huge now and really open and there's so much more room for the girls to play and we don't have lots of stuff falling from the trees um, or our neighbor's tree for that matter. So it's just like a much cleaner yard to lie in. I've been sunbathing. We've been playing out there a lot more. We've been homeschooling out there. So I don't know what our future plans for the yard will be, but right now we're just letting it settle and enjoy it and then kind of see what our next steps are. And so that's my major update. I do still feel like each day there is an unwinding, uh, releasing the past, who I once was, what I was kind of beholden to. And it does feel when you start working in the quantum and stepping into your next timeline and your next life, so to speak, it can feel like you're living in between the world. So it is kind of like living in a liminal space. And it's very freeing, but there can be those moments where I catch myself and it feels, you know, kind of uneasy, like stepping off, you know, jumping off a cliff into water or going down a really big zip line. You know, you have that like, oh, should I really do this? But then when you just get in the flow of feeling less attached, it's so freeing. It really is. So that's what I'm working on each and every day. And I do feel like my energy, my relationships, the way I'm meeting the world feels so much freer and better and cleaner and more love-filled. And I wish that for you as well. I truly do. So be gentle with yourself this May. Double down on the self-care. You know, I'm all about the self-care all the time anyway, but really tuning in with yourself, even with the practices that you know and love, like really connect. Is that what's working for you now? Because sometimes we just get kind of addicted or just habituated to certain practices and maybe it's not even lighting us up that much anymore. So really like tune in, like does your run still really work for your body or your walk or your yoga practice or do you need to totally switch it up? Do you need to go from yoga to running or running to nothing for a while or strength training instead or do you just really need a magnesium salt bath right now instead of going to work out? Do you need to be eating more? Do you need to be eating less for your body? You know, like really tuning in to what your journey is, what you need, and let the outside noise go away because it doesn't really matter. All that matters is how you are living your life and how you're feeling in your life, most importantly. And I'm going to pull a card for us to end out this month of May. I feel like June is going to feel really good and bright and sparkly and energetic and abundant for all of us. Okay, I pulled the Mary Magdalene cards, which I love, which I got in Glastonbury last fall. And I pulled the card, the resurrection. Let's see what this has to say. It may seem like nothing is going your way at present. A vision, plan, or dream seems to be fading beyond your reach, and this has left you feeling confused and disheartened. Yet remember that a higher force lovingly governs every event in your life. This forces the light of your soul, which is full of infinite wisdom. The disappointment you presently feel is your soul's way of helping you to reassess your plan. Your dream is valid and sound, and you deserve to see it fulfilled. 
However, actualizing your dream may require a change of plan or approach. Check to see if the plan you have adopted truly aligns with your values and your heart. A new approach will soon become evident, an approach that will feel right in every way, so don't give up now. Keep an open mind and you will accomplish all you have ever hoped for. New inspirations are often born in the midst of despair, and sometimes we must surrender our old ways of thinking before a new way is possible. Well, that is right on brand with the eclipse season, the resurrection. Thank you. All right. Oh, one other thing. So, you know, I have my memberships and then I have my healing coaching container and something that just came to me in a meditation this morning that I wanted to offer is some of you may be aware, some of you may not be aware that I am a hypnosis practitioner. It's a deep guided meditation that speaks to your subconscious mind. So it's a really great, powerful, fast way to change habits, patterns, and how we're showing up in the world. And it just dawned on me today that for those of you that maybe aren't ready or don't have the space and time or the finances to really jump into a healing container with me and you want personalized healing, I'm opening up a couple of hypnosis spots. So if you're interested in that, please reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram at Mother the Mother or even better way for me to keep up with it is to email hello at motherthemother.com and just you can put hypnosis in the title of the email. I offer hour sessions. The first session is usually an hour and a half and I offer three pack because to really make the most of your intention and your money with these sessions, we need a little space and time to actually implement real positive lasting change. And a one-off can be great in the moment, but to actually like make this a living, breathing healing for you, I really suggest doing a three-pack. So anyway, we can discuss more if you're interested, reach out. But we are in a very momentous moment in time where the consciousness is shifting at a very rapid rate. Things are changing so quickly and we need to be the best versions of ourselves to be able to, to handle it and expand into it and to be able to hold. And, you know, a lot of us do daily manifestation work. You know, we were, we're calling in, we're so intentional, we're so conscious and mindful about what we're wanting our lives to look and feel like. But a key factor is we have to have the bandwidth. We actually have to have the nervous system capacity to handle that much abundance coming in. So hypnosis can be a great tool in helping you do that because when you're wrung out, when you're exhausted, when you're on fumes, when you have no time for yourself, it's very hard to expand into more, right? Because we're so depleted. So we have to refill to then be able to expand. So I love you all. Thank you for being here. It is never wasted on me. We are truly co-creating this community together. And I feel so positive and joy-filled thinking about the future and all that we're doing in our daily lives as women and especially as mothers. You know, every choice you make really does matter. The way that we are showing up for our kids really does matter. And it's healing us on a micro and macro level. It is healing our generational lineages. I was last night at my daughter's closing ceremony for her tween group. It's nine to 13 year old girls, a rites of passage class that she's done for two years, twice a month. And it's so beautiful. And we made this gorgeous 
a mandala of flowers on the beach last night and we all went around and shared. And for those of you that know me, I am not a crier. I don't cry much at all. I'm sure there are many reasons for that, but I was sobbing as I shared. It was really witnessing this dream manifested. I've always wanted my daughter. She's my oldest and now daughters to have community, to go from little one into young woman, loving themselves, feeling confident in themselves, feeling secure and trusting their intuition. And when she does get her moon cycle, to not be ashamed of it, embarrassed like I was. I hated it. I was so embarrassed. I wanted to just like quelch that part of me. And to see these young girls learning, even before they've gotten their moons, to learn about it, be able to ask questions freely, to have these amazing mentors, because they learn so much from us as mothers, but they also need to learn from other adults, other elders. And it can be tricky to find elders that we truly trust right now. So I was just full of gratitude and was bawling. And um, it also made me really reflect that it was healing a part of me. It was healing the little McLean. Seeing her, she's healing me. And we're doing it through community. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you. We truly are doing this together. You may hear me talking on a podcast, but I'm just a mom sitting in my kid's bedroom right now recording this, just like you. You can do anything you want to do, and let's do it all together so we make this world incredible and make it our dream world for ourselves, for our children, for our grandchildren, for the seven generations forward. Because when we heal moving forward, we also heal the past. Sending love out to all of you. J-Mom. 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 J-Mom.